We live in a time where healthcare systems need to provide more services while only utilising their existing resources. While it is a wicked problem, it can be solved with a little creativity, passionate staff, new ideas, and a little help from your local clinical innovation agency. Transforming Healthcare will explore the story of one such agency, Clinical Excellence Queensland. We talk to the people behind the work who day in, day out, are partnering with health services, consumers and other organisations to evolve the system. Welcome back to Transforming Healthcare. Today we're talking to one of our chiefs, Chief Allied Health Officer Liza Jane McBride. We're going to learn more about her role and how her team goes above and beyond to create meaningful change for the allied health workforce in Queensland. So thanks for joining us, Liza Jane. Thanks, Katie. So tell us, what is the Allied Health Professions Office of Queensland? So the Allied Health Professions Office of Queensland, or ARPOC as we're often known, is the voice of allied health professions. We provide system level advice on allied health workforce, policy and governance issues, both to the Director General, but also to the hospital and health services. So we're an experienced and collaborative team and we're committed to improving the health and wellbeing of Queenslanders. So what would happen then to the allied health workforce if ARPOC ceased to exist today? So ARPOC have a really key role in engaging with stakeholders across the system and supporting our allied health professionals on the ground to work to their full scope of practice. So we're often involved in supporting health services that are looking to do innovative models of care to really utilise their allied health professionals in the best possible way to deliver health service outcomes for Queenslanders. We also provide that policy advice within the department for what is quite a diverse and broad range of of professions. So within Allied Health, we have both professions that are regulated through APRA, but we also have a number of self-regulated professions who are regulated through their professional association bodies. So from a clinical governance point of view, it's it's a relatively complex and diverse portfolio of professions that we look after. So as you said, you've got a diverse range of professions that fall under you. How do you manage their perhaps competing priorities? Yeah, so it's really interesting. So despite the fact that the allied health professions are quite diverse and we have, you know, our physical therapies as well as our more psychosocial based professions, actually all allied health professions share similar values. And so what binds us together is really our focus on enabling people to live their best possible lives. So we're very much professions that are about enablement and improvement in in function, whether that's physical or, or cognitive function. And so despite the differences, there are quite a lot of similarities and we're all very used to working as part of a multidisciplinary team and I think that that ability to collaborate is a real strength across the allied health professions. And how has the role of allied health professions changed perhaps in the last decade? So I think the role and contribution of the allied health workforce within Queensland Health has become more visible over the last decade as we're sort of influencing and and challenging some of perhaps the historical medical norms and practices associated with things like patient diagnosis and and treatment and care. So we've got a number of service models now where we're seeing allied health leading those service models and being able to provide that right care in the right place at the right time. And so looking at some of those changes in the last decade and thinking about your time in the role as Chief Allied Health Officer, what do you think has been the biggest challenge for your workforce? 
I think actually being recognised for the potential role that we can play and for the significant contribution that we are already making to improve health services. And so looking at the flip side of that, what's the biggest opportunity for allied health workforce? I think really for us to make sure that where we're providing allied health services, that we're targeting those to the the high value care so that we're really working within our health services to identify where can allied health provide the best impact to contribute to patient access and patient outcomes and really challenging ourselves to, to stop and think about are we doing something because we've always done it and it, it is a time for us to do things differently, including looking at things like skill sharing across our professions and the use of our allied health assistant workforce more effectively in, in terms of delegation of, of tasks that could be done by the support workforce. And so speaking of doing things differently, can you walk us through what expanded scope of practice means for allied health? Expanded scope of practice is, is a poorly understood construct and one that we're actually moving away from. So historically, when we've talked about expanded scope of practice, we've sort of talked about it being both full and extended scope of practice. And what's been lost in that discussion, I think, is the full scope of practice. And so we're very much moving to a space where we're talking about how do we optimise the full scope of practice of our allied health professional workforce and really just talking about extended scope of practice for those additional sort of non-traditional service areas such as non-medical prescribing. And we've had a few of those trials within Queensland over the last five years that have been quite successful. And can you give us an example of one of those models, Liza Jane? Uh, Yeah, so one of the most successful models we've been working on recently in collaboration with the Hospital and Health Services has been our first contact physiotherapist working within the emergency department. So that's a model that's been established over quite a number of years and really contributes to the rapid treatment of our Category 4 and 5 ED presentations, particularly musculoskeletal presentations. But over the last three years, we've had a research trial that's looked at those physiotherapists also being able to prescribe medicines for those musculoskeletal conditions and really being able to to do the whole patient journey from start to finish through their ED visit. And it's had some very, very successful outcomes in terms of being able to contribute to patient flow, but also for patients being able to be cared for that one practitioner in that one episode of care. And so what uh, is RPOC working on at the moment? What are some of your current priorities? So we've got a 10-year strategy that's uh, looking at how we best optimise our allied health workforce for best care and best value. And the strategy is underpinned by five key enablers. So that's our workforce, research, leadership, education and training and digital innovation. And our current priorities really are still in our workforce focus area. And we're currently working on a number of our government election commitments and models of care that are looking at improving transitions, patient transitions from inpatient to community and reducing readmission rates due to medication errors through our hospital pharmacists doing handover to either primary care or community pharmacist. And we're also starting to work with the primary care sector on a trial in North Queensland that's looking at community pharmacists working to their full scope of practice. Sounds like a lot of exciting things, actually. So I don't know if you can pick one, but what has been your proudest achievement as Chief Allied Health Officer so far? 
I think so far it would be enabling allied health professionals access to the viewer. So the viewer had previously only been available to general practitioners and we've now been able to make it available for registered allied health professionals and we're working with stakeholders to make it available to some of our self-regulated allied health professions as well. And what do you attribute its success to? How did you get to that point? I think the success was really about how we were able to collaborate with other branches within the division and also with other areas within the department. So particularly around with our legislative policy unit in order to get both the policy approval, but then obviously the legislative changes that were required to enable that access. That's the end of our questions for you, Lisa Jane. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Katie. It's been great talking to you. Thanks. Transforming Healthcare is proudly produced by Clinical Excellence Queensland. We love to collaborate, so join the conversation on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram communities. To learn more about CEQ and our services, visit our website, 